Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host Stevie Fears. Uh, it's in the morning. Recording in the morning. Had a few too many last night and uh, didn't didn't go the way as planned. But anyway, we are waking up early and back on air. Anyway, we are talking breakouts today. Uh, we're going to pick a few players who I think are going to really explode in 2024. My God, it's getting late in my life. Uh, 2024, who would have thought that would come? But anyway, uh, the grand final's been won and run at Collingwood. So who cares? Collingwood won. Fuck them. Don't worry about that. I will say the insane take of Collingwood fans shouldn't be jumping straight on Twitter. They should be out celebrating was strange. I think jumping on Twitter is celebrating. Uh, 95% of being a fan is shit-talking uh, opposition. So I'm all about um, them getting on Twitter and uh, just absolutely going to town. Good for them. Uh, trade week is hotting up. I think free agency actually opens today, so pretty exciting. Some early names moving. Uh, we got Dude moving to Brisbane. Ben McKay looks set to join Eston, as does Gresham, although that seems to be sort of a weird trade situation. And Matt Flynn going to West Coast, which I thought one of the bright spots, a few bright spots for West Coast this year was uh, Bailey Williams, so be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, it is warming up and golf is starting to be played. I, where are you going to play this year? I've, I've got a few courses I'm definitely going to play, hopefully hitting robe up with the family. Uh, not that it's meant to be amazing, but it's meant to be pretty nice. Uh, Mount Gambier, I've been meaning to get across to play that one for a bit. Obviously, my back's a bit fucked at the minute, so... That might have to hold off a few weeks. Me and the Apprentice were planning on heading over there soon for a hit, but might just hold off a little bit. Uh, got to get back to Horsham. Have still been meaning to play Lonsdale. I've heard so many good things about Lonsdale links and the rebuild at Yarra Yarra. It would be nice to check out the course down there. I, I love Yarra Yarra. I reckon it's an absolute ripping track. Very fun course on the sand belt. But of course, today is the breakouts show. So going to be going through a few players I like in a bit of a quick hitter episode. Uh, of course, I still have to get to work. Uh, number one player is Finn Callahan. I did mention him on the Black Bookers, and I think it's really... I, I just can't get away from Finn Callahan in 2024. Obviously, super high draft pick. Uh, didn't even make Collingwood bid on Nick Dacos, did old GWS pals. Uh, the the CBAs ticked up over the year, and while CBAs aren't everything, they are a nice indication of getting a better scoring role and a nicer floor. Uh, he did score well, missed a couple games, but was straight back in for the finals, averaged the 21 disposals a game, five marks and two tackles, although you can see when he was in getting more midfield time, central midfield time, the tackles did, in fact, tick up uh, the first 10 weeks. He, he never laid more than one in a match. But in that back half of the year, he was really getting into that 3-4 range pretty regularly. And I always look for players who can uh, get to eight combined marks and tackles as a good 
good scoring measure, and he really does it pretty easily, finding the ball inside and out. Can hit the scoreboard. Um, so I much I, I like Finn Callahan going forward. Uh, obviously, they've got old man, perfect hair. Uh, <laughs> Callan Ward still playing heavy midfield minutes, so I'd expect that to phase out over the next 12 months and, and Callahan to really step up and take that inside time. The next player I really like is George Wardlaw. Uh, man, in no game time whatsoever, this guy uh, just racks up touches and lays heaps of tackles. He, Like I said about the eight combined marks and tackles, he got there uh, with 5.8 tackles, 2.3 marks. Uh, had a pretty even contested, uh, uncontested split. Uh, I like players who can win a little bit more uncontested. That's how you build good scores, people. Uh, it's all well and good to get contested ball, but if you can't find it on the outside, you can't build a score. Um, expect him with a pre-season, another, a full pre-season under his belt. Of course, he missed all of last pre-season to, to elevate his game, elevate his fitness, and mention, and, and, you know, prove why he was talked about as a number one pick, uh, in, in his draft class. So I, um, I'm all about the Wardlaw. I will say North Melbourne's is kind of an interesting midfield mix in that they don't have that really tall 190 centimetre plus option. And, and there's a lot of mouths to feed there. So they got the LDU. Um, I think Taran Thomas and LDU are the tallest and they're sort of 6'2 rather than the 6'4, uh, which you see teams often want one of those guys and they've got a lot of good players to get in there so they've got Simkin, Thomas, LDU, Wardlaw, uh, Will Phillips, you know Powell's on the outer, um, will they add Harley Reid, time will tell. So there's a lot of lot going on there but I just think Wardlaw leading the team pressure acts, leading the team in tackles in fuck all game time, he, he should be a player we're looking to draft I think next year uh and the last player i want to talk about is ben hobbs ben hobbs did show some tricks last year and i kind of expect it to continue i think essen are moving in the right direction away from uh dylan shield who has got parts of his game that are good but um you know i think he could be better probably a hard team to be a really good scorer in with Parish and Merritt looking to set the tone in the middle. Uh, of course, Will Setterfield started last year like a house on fire, got injured. Expect him to come back. Uh, some people like Perkins. Uh, maybe that... Well, I don't even know how to say his name. Elijah. Let's <laughs> let's call him that. Um, but I think he's more of an outside <clears throat> forward type player. So uh, Hobbs, again, should be... On the way up, he has progressed uh, across these couple of seasons from a 57 average to a 76 average. Got a few tons in there. Uh, does win the ball inside and outside. Uh, did make the four tackles, four marks. So he already he's, he's doing the work without the ball that I like to see. Uh, so I'm already I'm already there on him. Already there on him. Uh, it's it's good to see. I, I don't think you can take all three of these guys in a draft, but I'd certainly be picking one of them at the end of it. Um, if you're in a big, deep league, uh, maybe you can take a couple of them. I certainly think Callahan's the easy pick. Um, 
and see how it shakes out with those guys. Of course, if you're playing 14 teams and seven mids, all that sort of thing, everyone helps. Uh, so we're going to get straight into the questions at this point. Uh, Fork Talk says he's keeping an eye on through the preseason. Paddy Dow moved to St Kilda midfield role. It's very possible. James Jordan with the move to Sydney non-sub role. Again, I think Sydney's a really strange team. Uh, it should be better with Grundy rucking to... Oh, I mean, that's the other thing with North Melbourne is they lose a good ruckman. Um, but yeah, Sydney's midfield. They've got Robottom, still got Parker, still got... Um, What's his chops? The uh, the footer guy, you know who I'm talking about. He was meant to be. He was meant to break out this year and didn't. Anyway, what's his name? What's his goddamn name? Clubs. I don't know why I'm not just moving on. I should just. Uh... Anyway. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Oh, we've got Sheldrick still. Oh, Chad Warner, the Chad, the superior Chad. Yeah, of course. Uh, Jack Ross, new coach, more CBA. I'm not sure what the love affair is with Jack Ross. They've still got a lot of players there. Jasper Fletcher, Ashcroft still out. Opportunity, yeah. I thought he projected more as an outside type, but it could happen. Uh, Freo Crude says Matt Johnson. Yeah, Freo is an interesting one. I agree, Matt Johnson. There's room for him to break out. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Alex, wish me luck in my marathon this weekend. Thinking of you, Steve. Yeah, can, oh, man, smash it, Alex. Fucking long-time listener. Hope you, uh, hope you absolutely knock it out of the park. Uh, my marathon, still injured. Still fucking injured. Uh, having a hard time accepting this. It's um, probably why I drank myself crazy last night um no one to talk about it with either so you guys cop it <laughs> it's tough uh nick saligo any chance if clary isn't there instead um yeah i i wouldn't have thought so i wouldn't have thought so i would have thought saligo was the outside type he he does get some play through there but i would have thought he was plonked out there on a wing so it's it can happen. It's just tougher to score out there on the wing. You just don't see those guys put up big numbers anymore. Richie Machito Owens with full mid-time. Woof. If that happened, look out. I'm not sure that'll happen, but it could happen. Ben Traeger. Will Phillips for a full breakout season. Yeah, it's he, he had the midfield time last year. It's, it's interesting. Um, didn't put a massive score together. Um, so, look, it could happen. It could happen. I'm not... I'm not kind of there on Will Phillips. He's had a rough trot, I will say. Um, but he's he's in the... Look, he got time this past season. So, it could happen. I'm not convinced. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Real Oogie Boogie. Have Suns cut both Jed Andersons? I'll just ask him for a friend. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Could have. Uh, ben also says someone like the second James Jordan. Yeah, look, he should get more opportunity, but it's it's still a good midfield at Sydney. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe. Uh, Golden features Angus Sheldrick with no Mills for a big chunk. Yeah, it's crazy what happened. With Mills. Um, Sheldrick 
Maybe. Again, it's I, I find it a really hard midfield to project. So we'll see who has DPP, who doesn't, and uh, go from there. I, I still like Warner. Dangerfield, thoughts on Josh Ward, Thilthorpe, Goda for a 2024 breakout? Goda sort of makes sense because they've lost a bit out of that back line at North. Josh Ward should, but we thought he should this year. Um, probably less there on... I find it hard to believe Thorpe would be a fantasy player so much as a good player. If if he gets the ruck roll, and that could very well happen, um, then obviously he he goes through the roof. But it's such a hard roll to score very well in that ruck forward, forward ruck, whatever you want to call it, roll. I'm not convinced unless he gets the... Um, unless he gets that solo ruck time. So with Ward, you know, I just want to go back to this. He had Warple play well last year. Newcomb obviously polled well on the Brownlow. I find it hard to believe they'll go away from him. Will Day really had a breakout. Um, so there's a few talented youngsters. Ward, sh- we, we know Ward should, but they've still got McKenzie, um, Dylan Moore. That just never happened this year. Um, Hawks are making noise about jumping up to one in the draft. Again, time will tell if that happens. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of with you on Ward. Whether it's fantasy relevant or not, that remains to be seen. Um, it's certainly a good shout. Mini Monk breakout candidates. Josh Ward, Heath Chapman, Jordan Sweet. What's your thoughts on the... Yeah, so, again, Ward. Uh, Chapman makes sense um, if... Um, they're losing some outside play. If they're losing, if if Young moves into the midfield, I I, I like the thinking there. Um, so I'm kind of with you there. I think time will tell again if that how that shakes out in the Frio backline. I think they got a couple of options. But certainly Chapman's a good shout. Uh, Jordan Sweet looks like Port are going to go for a couple of rucks. I think they're into Sweet and Soldo. Uh, so we'll see how that situation shakes out. Certainly possible. Well, what's your thoughts on the best way to identify a breakout? Is it the opening of a role for the player, natural progression, or a combination of those and other factors? I think it's the opening of a role is the number one thing. Uh, natural progression, I think, is harder to pick. Certainly from my point of view, I rely on numbers. I'm not a great talent evaluator like Stato and all that sort of thing. Um, but certainly a combination. So this year, with less retirements of big fantasy names and less um, big name player movements, uh, obviously if Oliver moves, that's pretty big. But um, yeah, we're going to rely on natural progression a bit more. So there's certain little metrics I hit and... Um, like I mentioned before, just getting to eight combined marks and tackles, I think is really big. It shows you working off the ball, um, not relying on contested ball, but still being able to win contested balls, a big thing. Other people will use points per minute. I'm not a big believer in points per minute. Um, it's certainly a nice thing, but I don't back it in. So it's, it's certainly a combination of things. But uh, opening of a role is is a big one. But again, like North Melbourne, how the fuck do you pick that? There's no opening roles. If anything, there's more people vying for one role. But I still like Wardlaw. Just I think the talent's undeniable. Jason, Tanner Bruin to push to a 90 average. And maybe if Dylan Shield gets traded, could we finally see midfield clock for Archie Perkins and possible breakout at Bombers? 
Yeah, Tanner Bruin's an interesting one. He certainly had the role last year. Didn't have fuck all time on ground and didn't maybe do heaps with it. Uh, he's he's a great shout because he has the role. He just needs more time. He's probably similar to Wardlaw in a lot of ways, but a little bit more advanced in his career. Yeah, I, I'm there with you on that. I think that's that's a really good shout. And he was pretty close for me. Pretty close for me. He's pushing to that 50 game. Mark, um, the score's just, yeah, the score's, hmm. he's a good one for points per minute, that's for sure, he did have some 20 disposal games, good tackle numbers, didn't take heaps of marks, but again, he hits that eight pretty easily, yeah, he should get there, he should get there, they're in an interesting state, Geelong, Um, you got, who's the other guy? Jai Clark um, should get more play this year, but I wouldn't expect him to break out fully just yet. Um, and Perkins, yeah, it's possible. He's certainly got some clock through the midfield, um, but again, I'll just put my money on Hobbs. Um, so certainly a good shout there. Anyway, that'll wrap it up as I have to finish my cup of coffee and get to work. I'll release this pod so you can all listen to it. That'll be fun, won't it? Anyway, we'll see you next time, guys.